Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. With Moss on his left shoulder. Game on in Salt Lake City. Zach Moss into the end zone. The uh, watch list for the Doak Walker Award was released today, yes. Gordon. Uh-huh. Uh, and it. it's taken a, a somewhat controversial tone around here because we had a local name pop up on the, the watch list. Big ups to Le, uh, Lapini Katoa down there at BYU. But there were a couple of the names that you probably would have expected to be on that wa- watch list that were not, namely Zach Moss and Gerald Bright. Has anyone come up with an explanation for why they're not on the list? The executive producer of the big show, host of the Tony and Austin show, our very own Austin Horton has done a little digging into this story and uh, at least has a little framework for maybe what's going on. So I called the Doak Walker uh, people Mm -hmm. today and got a couple phone calls back from a couple of different people, and they expressed to me that the eligibility... For the Doak Walker Award, because I was I was wondering if Zach Moss has he already graduated? If so, is he eligible for the award? Because he was on the list last year, uh, and they said he is eligible. He has to be taking a class, obviously, to be in, on the team. You got to be taking a class, and you've got to be in good academic standing. I don't know if if Zach Moss is or is not in good academic standing. I don't know. The other part of this is did they explain that that was the reason for not no, having him? They, on? No, yeah. here's the reason for it, that he's not on the list. I would assume it's because they told me to get on the preseason watch list, your team has to nominate you. Wow. So. If that's the case. Now, they did not confirm whether or not he is or is not on the list or if he will be on the list. They did say you have through October to submit a name to be on the preseason watch list. So. It's either one of two things from Austin. That opens a whole can of worms. Well, it's either it's either academics or the school didn't nominate him. Now, since he's already graduated and he only has to take underwater basket weaving or whatever right. to stay eligible, uh-huh. I would guess, again, speculation, that it's probably not academics and maybe the school didn't nominate him. Which which could be anything, right? Yet. It could be didn't nominate him yet. yet. They still have time. I don't know they why would they why would they dawdle with that? You know, that brings I, – I just – that guy's a great player. He's got to be on that list. Well, certainly they have 70 running backs on the list. Uh, he's uh, – Zach Moss is certainly one of the best 70 running backs in the country. Yeah. They yeah. also did tell me uh, at the Doak Walker, they don't look into stats for the nominees. They, they check their to? academic eligibility. So if someone – if a school presents a name, they just make sure they're academically eligible and that they're within a year of graduating with everyone else on the list, and then they make the list. So did anybody call Kyle and say, why isn't he on the list? I don't have Kyle's phone number. Uh, that's that's curious to me. I, I, I don't have the information in front of me, obviously, but – I think he's one heck of a running back who is would, by all estimation, play a huge role for the Utes in what could be one of their best seasons ever. It might be something as simple as an oversight. We know there's some changing of the guard in key positions when it comes to SIDs uh, and associate athletic directors up there. It might have been just something that hasn't gotten done yet during the kind of transfer of responsibility as our good friend uh, Liz Abel retires. Hmm. maybe I, And again, I have no idea if that's the reason. I'm just, yeah, we don't I'm know. just speculating. Uh, well, uh, but he, I wouldn't he, take it too seriously if I were Ute fans out there, and I know it's become 
somewhat controversial today. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't think this is a matter of someone being overlooked. And, and no deadline has passed. Again, right. you have through October to make this list. Yeah, I, but I don't understand the reason for the delay. I think, it, yeah, we're, we're speculating and guessing, but people changing jobs and media day coming up, I don't think that it's an oversight. I think that it's a thing that will be rectified. Well, I certainly hope so. He's, he's deserving of it. And like I said, it should play a huge role for the Utes. He is a terrific, terrific running back. And you're right. You look at the list of the various names on it, he's better than most of them. So we'll see how that goes. If you had to take one class to stay eligible, you're already done. You know, if you take one class, what would you take? I don't know. I took a lot of stupid classes when I was in college. I know, but yeah, I mean, I've seen this with other players. They take essentially one class. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. But I, well, I guess what I'm saying is I took racquetball a semester. I took bowling. I took ballroom dancing for a semester. Does racquetball, would that would that be enough? Or do you have to take, uh, like, you know, a, a regular, like, a full credit, whatever it's got to be? For a class, two or three credit hours. Why are you hacking on racquetball? And of course I got credit for it. Well, racquetball, you only get like a half a credit for that, don't you? Or something? I don't remember. But I remember it being uh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, but he's got enough physical exercise already. I would would take like a history class or I would take uh, maybe uh, a foreign language class. Something to... uh, Keep your mind sharp. Well, let me tell you this, Gordon. Foreign language classes are really difficult, especially if you pick them up your final year of college. <laughs> I mean, With when your you, diploma in hand. Yeah, when you're a super senior and already graduated, the last thing you want to do is actually work. Oh, work? You're learning. You want to learn. And You, think you want that- to learn something new. I mean, it's a big, wide world out there. You want to learn about it. What a great opportunity. Otherwise, you'd have to... You know, pay for that kind of and you, uh, knowledge to to that kind of lesson. And if you're you know if you're paying, then you can do it for because you're you're on the football team and you're already graduated. Then yeah, take advantage of knowledge coming your way. And you don't think taking the class load enough to graduate in three years is really you know? Well, he's done that already. At, I'm at talking your, about. I'm living in the. I'm pace, living huh? in the present, man. You got to stay in the present. You don't think you're you're you can allot yourself to take a real no brainer class after you know uh, getting the requirements a year See, ahead of schedule. You, you, you know, you and I are looking at college from completely different viewpoints. I say it's a terrific opportunity to take advantage. And it's just for fun. You don't even have to go. Right? You don't have to go if you don't want to. So who cares how hard it is? It might as well be interesting to you. Well, you have to go. You have to pass. No, you don't. You yes, you do. Stay you have to stay eligible. Yeah, you do. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, the grade doesn't come out until after the semester is done, right? Of course, if the Utes are playing in, in a national championship playoff or something, that would spill over to the next semester, right? I had a roommate take music appreciation once. You know what that class entailed? What? Listening to music for an hour a day, writing down the name of the artist and the song and how it made you feel. Wow. That was it. That was it. Did he get an A? Yeah, he did it the night before the class was over. Just filled just out three months' worth of, of, of a log. Of what he was listening to, anyway. Just every song he'd ever heard of. He just but how did he remember list. how it made him feel? He didn't. 
He lied. Yeah, of course he did. That's college. Listen to the alarm in Gordon's. He lied. Take that man's <laughs> diploma. Man, I'll tell you, I, maybe I have I'm, I have a perspective of uh, somebody who has been around the block a few times, but it, it, it seems to me like that kind of opportunity to get something, not free, because you're certainly earning it through your efforts on the field and whatnot. I don't want anything physical because you're already got to, you're filled up there. I want something to stimulate my mind. Yeah, you wouldn't want to overdo it with something like bowling, would you? No, because that's physical. I mean, you don't want to. I want something that. I mean, bowling is a, a real physical be, burden. Well, you're right. I mean, that's a, that Bowling's takes a really real fun, isn't toll it? on you. All y'all out there, go bowling. When was the last time you went bowling? You're pretty good. I'm not that good. No, you're not. Uh, last time, no, time. it's when we went uh, as a staff yeah. around the holidays. Yeah. Well, half a staff. Some of the staff. Did certain people not get invited? Well, yeah. certain people were on the air. I mean, it's kind of hard. Oh. And weren't invited. <laughs> well, that I don't know about, <laughs> Austin. Uh, Sven has a has a theory for us, okay. all right, on this, right. this Doak Walker thing. Sven says, I could 100% see Witt using this as one of his underdog motivational techniques. Uh. They didn't even put you on the watch list. Go prove them wrong. Yeah, but who's they? You. Yeah, he's doing it on purpose. That's I what didn't he's put you on that list. Prove me wrong. Right, but they don't know. They, they don't do the investigative work that Austin did today. <laughs> I didn't know. know it until today. Yeah, they you just can, you can blame it on someone else when you're the one who did it. Yeah, they think it's some college football mastermind committee type thing that's that plucks all these players out of nowhere. That's it's uh, apparently it's a lot like the Utah Media Awards where you just get nominated well, by look, your school. It, it's it's uh, it's one of those deals where the truth comes around sooner or later, though. Oh, that's so you don't where want to find... that's where denial comes <laughs> in. <laughs> well, you find out halfway through the season. That you, that somebody lied to you who's trying to motivate you, that would tick you off. Who are you going to trust, Doak Walker or me, your head coach? That's that, what that, I thought. Yeah, yeah, but now if, fall no, back no, into no. line. I'm just saying if your coach does that to you then, and you have a chance in an NBA draft and you have a great first half of the season, you might just want to take the second half off. Well, now if he makes it to the NBA draft, I say Not more NBA, power to him. NFL, you know what nope. I'm Of course I did. You go take that guaranteed money in the NBA, <laughs> Zach. Go get it. The NFL draft. All right. I like Sven's theory. Yeah, it could I, be. I like Sven's theory there. It could be, yeah. Mm. And again, he's got till the end of October, so watch him show up right. then. I what, would, what class would you take, Austin? Oh, music appreciation. I really? I mean, would you really look it, for the you easiest could, way out, or mm-hmm. would you want to enrich your life? No. <laughs> I've got my whole life to enrich whatever I want to do. I think you're I'm not going to waste it in a college classroom listening to some old person yell at me. Old person yell at you. Someone is is. I do that for four hours a day already. You, <laughs> you got to open up your ears and listen and learn something new. Okay, Dad. Wow. Either way, I think uh, uh, Austin's research tells me much. Uh, this is this is a nothing story. He'll likely be on the watch list by October, and, and well, people are freaking out about nothing. Can we just say these watch lists are kind of a joke anyway? Yeah, they are a little dumb. Yeah. But Zach Moss was on the Maxwell Award watch list that was released yesterday. Well, who put him on that? That's a, that's a different uh, nomination yeah. process. Uh, that's, yeah. it's, who who uh, does that That's one? a private entity, I think, that runs uh, and owns that award. Yeah, it's a this, guy named uh, Derek uh, Maxwell. <laughs> won't it be? It's the coffee people. Won't people <laughs> ask some serious questions if Zach Moss goes out and rushes for 2,000 yards and everyone's gone, well, why, why isn't he in consideration for the Doak Walker? 
And they're going, well, he wasn't put on the list. But he will be by October. What if he's not? What if he's not? I got an answer to that, too, from our guys at the Doak Walker. They said there have been once in a blue moon egregious oversights Uh where they have had to call a school and say, don't you think you ought to want this guy on this list here that's run over his first two games, three games of the season for 500 yards? And then they get on the list. Mm -hmm. Then they win the Walker. Okay. All right, that all that all is clear, sort of. However, I have a twist to this whole discussion. Uh oh. What if Zach Moss rushes for 150 yards a game through the first six, seven games, and at some point he knows that NFL scouts are all over out there and that they are interested in him. What if what if a player, I'm not saying he's going to do this, but what if a player of that caliber decides, okay, I've already shown my wares, I'm taking the rest of the time off. That's what we see in bowl games. We're seeing that among star players sometimes. And would that be a smart move? Um, I mean, I don't like it. I think it's just a matter of time before we do see it, whether it's Zach Moss or not. I mean, haven't we? Didn't uh, the younger Bosa kid do something like that for Ohio State a couple of years ago where he got hurt at the beginning of the year? Joey? I I think it was Nick. And he got hurt at the beginning of the year, and there was a chance that he could rehab and come back and play. And he said, no, that's cool. I'm out. Well, let's let's face the facts here. If you're of a certain quality of player at any position, what's your goal? Goal is to play in the NFL. Right? Or the NBA. How about as opposed to goal, why don't you use the word obligation? Uh, because that's not the way people look at it. Yeah, Nick was the one three games his junior year. So if your number one goal, the whole reason you're there is to put yourself in a position, a favorable position for your career, then why take the risk? Over, let's say, let's make it the last four games of the season. You've absolutely blown everybody's mind by what your performance over the first seven, eight games. At that point, I could see players or being encouraged by certain powers in their life to say, hey, why risk injury every time out from here on? Because you're obliged to do so by the agreement you made to be on the team in the first place? Yeah. But we know how far that goes these days. Well, it should go a lot further. Yeah. Well, it's going to get – it's going to go – Less far. Because he certainly has benefited plenty from being the running back at the University of Utah, or will. I'm not saying that he's going to do that. No, we're using the hypothetical. I got it. And I can see that happening more and more. But you you asked me what would you say to somebody who was considering that, and I would say, well, consider your obligations. What about somebody who goes to school, and, uh, and I don't know, I haven't read the biography on this, but Bill Gates, he goes to Harvard and at some point just drops out because he knows he can go make a billion dollars doing whatever or a hundred billion or two hundred billion or five hundred billion whatever by just going and doing it and that may be something that happened to him where did he go Harvard was it Harvard uh, and he, and and he so he says okay I have found myself and that's why I went to college in the first place and let's say he's on a scholarship is he obligated to stick around. What were the conditions of that scholarship? Yeah, I'd say exactly the same thing. What did you agree to? 
Uh, Hans had a tweet about um, uh, yesterday or last night about um, he was talking about parents who have kids who quit the team because of a coach. Yeah. And Hans was talking about how, well, you've agreed to be on the team and you need to suck it up and live up to your obligations. And I think the same pr- principle applies to this. Hmm. 100%. And Bill Gates or, or uh, Bob Hilton or whoever. <laughs> whatever. With a, with a big last name. Right. Whoever you want to bring up there. I, I think if you agree to something, uh, I believe in living up to your obligation. We're going to see this happen. I think you're right. That doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. No. And there are lessons to be learned through commitment and whatnot, but you're also taking large risks once it's confirmed that you're on your way. Yep. Of course, if you're going to do that, then why come back? But maybe it is to establish you further as uh, what the scouts might have had some doubt about previously but now they're all they're you know they're relatively convinced. We can bring this back up a little bit later on yeah. in the show. I I don't know. I wouldn't want to see it, but I I think we're going to see it just like we see it with the bowl games, guys sitting out. Uh, I think we could see this happen more frequently, not less. You want this quick NBA news? Sure. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reporting, and I'll just read right from the story here. Oklahoma City's discussions to move nine-time All-Star Chris Paul to a new uh, destination are parked, and an increasing expectation exists that he will start the season with the Thunder. Who wants the guy at that price? Obviously, there are a lot of teams that would love to have Chris Paul, but uh, not at that money. Well, this is this brings us back to a piece of news that broke yesterday where the Chris Paul to Miami stuff was there was some mutual interest there, but they're splitting hairs over first round picks, mm-hmm. according to uh, Brian Windhorst. Well, the first and, round picks are pretty important. OK, but when it comes to the worst contract in the league and getting off of it, I would say here are all of the first round picks. Please take I, them. I to- don't I don't know whether to feel. Happy or embarrassed or sad for Chris Paul? This has to be a huge blow to the ego, doesn't it? That they can't trade him? Yeah, nobody wants him. Nobody thinks he's worth the money. On the other hand, if you're making, if nobody thinks you're worth the money you're making, then you must be making pretty good money. Oh, yeah, he's making great money. So he can feel good about that, but he's got a lot of pride, and I'm sure this is stinging. Uh, so here's basically what, what hung up the deal, and you tell me if, if you think this is worth it okay. from Oklahoma City. So OKC actually holds two of the Heat's first-round picks in the future, unprotected in 21 and protected in 2023. Um, the Heat want both of those picks back, and uh, the Thunder only want to give one of those picks back. Hmm. And uh, apparently the Thunder would want another pick farther off into the future. How bad do the Thunder want to offload him? If they're smart, bad. That's really what it comes down to. Well, we're talking two future first-round picks, one that's protected. I mean, who cares? Give them both of them. Get off that deal and start your rebuild. I mean, where's Oklahoma City going with Chris Paul on that roster? Because it's not terrible. And that's the biggest problem. But but the whole part, the whole important part for them is that they have these assets with which to build moving forward. Right? Right. And they don't want to forfeit some of those. But if it meant that I could get a top five pick next year? And get rid of that contract? And get rid of that contract? Yeah. 
Mm. There's three more years left on Chris Paul's contract. This is not some like so, bloated expiring okay. deal. This is something that they they're going to have to move off of at some point. So, do you think this is a matter of points of negotiation, or do you think it really reflects how they how they feel about it? It's got to be negotiation. Because I've have you taken classes in negotiation? I have not. Austin, did you ever do that? No, I did uh, music appreciation instead. Uh, I I want I want you know I don't I don't know exactly the I think I, I think you Jake you probably would have been really good at negotiation. Oh well, I'll take that as a compliment. No, I mean you, I think you could have done that, but uh, I, you know I you know do you make do you do you start stingy and then nudge ahead from there? Uh, what what how do you how do you handle it? Uh, you know, uh, when you've made large purchases in the past, don't you like it when someone comes right up front and gives you the best offer right from the beginning instead of stonewalling you at first and then seeing what they can squeeze out of you? And then when you get up and walk away, they say, hold it right there. Let me see what I can do. Um, That's no. aggravating, isn't it? Don't you want to hear the truth right up front? For big purch- uh, purchases, here's my strategy. All right? You ready? Because okay. this, this has not failed me in several All years. Right. Okay? Take notes, everybody. All right. This is my wife. She's an attorney. You can, uh, you can speak with her. I'll be standing... I'll be standing over there. Thank you, and, uh, and have a nice day. So you're hiding behind Naz. Yes. I mean, she negotiates for a living. Do I look like uh, Do I look like a uh, a fool to you? So how does that work at home or on the kitchen table? What we're not negotiating uh, prices well, over? No, but you're negotiating. Well, you're compromising and negotiating all the time in marriage. Yeah, I'm. She's negotiating, and I'm saying, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> it's not that's much. Why, of, that's not why much you're of negotiation. Marriage. Is that, that's perfect. All right. Yeah, you got it. I'll do my best. Well, but you, yeah, if you it, know your place. If it comes to knocking uh, a, a few bucks off of a big purchase, oh, she's very good at it. I imagine she would. Yeah, be. she's yeah. very good. I would just be wasting time, and we'd actually pay more than what they were asking. You know, when Naz goes into that mode, I bet she's rather intimidating. Absolutely. Not for me. I'm just proud. You go she's get saving you money. You go get them. Make yeah. that make that I, uh, salesperson cry. I just wonder about this. Something that GMs and, and personnel guys all around the league face all the time. But uh, and and I think people probably probably uh, build reputations about how they uh, negotiate, and uh, and and then you've got to live that down, or that reputation might work against you. And maybe you know what? Or for you, maybe Windhorse report is not entirely accurate. Too, we we don't know for sure. But I would not let a protected 2023 first round pick stand in the way of offloading that deal and going into rebuild mode because they're in a great spot to rebuild. They've got all those picks. They've done a nice job. They've uh, got all those picks, and they want to keep them. I don't. Well, how many first round picks do they have now? Isn't it something like eight over the next five years? They're not going to make all those first round picks. There's no way. Hmm. But. Yeah, I'd certainly. Yeah, but yeah, but whether you use them or not, they're still valuable assets. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I certainly would want the flexibility to be able to turn those picks into something that I could really use. And and you're willing to to sacrifice those to 
unload the heavy contract. Because a 34-year-old... No right. A 34-year-old point guard with a heavy contract is not going to be a part of any sort of rebuild. Right. By the time you're ready to win, he's going to be, what, 37, 38 uh, at the youngest? I imagine he's eager to get the heck out of there, too. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's probably what they've told him, in all honesty. Sam Presti has probably said, hey, just, just chill. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. And if you spend a, a half a season or a season with us, then, you know, worse things can happen. But if I'm Oklahoma City... I'm I'm it's a race to the bottom. I want a top I want a top 3 pick this year if I can figure it out. But for Chris Paul it's a race also, isn't it, to play basketball with a real purpose at right. this point, which he's not going to have in Oklahoma City. Yeah. No way. So, I I would guess that this is just a let's put it on hold and see if we can't get what we want. But I I mean if it were me, I would just say, "You know what? Screw it. Let's get out, let's get out from under this and let's let's start this rebuild now." Got plenty of other picks where that came from. But there's an art to the whole thing. There is. And, and apparently BS is a part of that. Speaking of BS, Danny Ainge has been talking, slinging a little too, right? 